continuing our series on the women in the book of Judges, today we come to Judges chapter 13, beginning in verse 1. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines forty years. Now there was a certain man of Zorah of the tribe of Danites whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren, having borne no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Although you are barren, having borne no children, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now be careful not to drink wine or strong drink or to eat anything unclean, for you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor is to come on his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth. It is he who shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, A man of God came to me, and his appearance was like that of an angel of God, most awe-inspiring. I did not ask him where he came from, and he did not tell me his name. But he said to me, You shall conceive and bear a son. So then drink no wine or strong drink, and eat nothing unclean, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O Lord, I pray, let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we are to do concerning the boy who will be born. God listened to Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, The man who came to me the other day has appeared to me. Manoah got up and followed his wife and came to the man and said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Then Manoah said, Now when your words come true, what is to be the boy's rule of life? What is he to do? The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Let the woman give heed to all that I said to her. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine. She is not to drink wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing. She is to observe everything I commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Allow us to detain you and prepare a kid for you. The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, If you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you want to prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was an angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that we may honor you when your words come true? But the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. So Manoah took the kid with the grain offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord to whom works wonder, to him who works wonders. When the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar, while Manoah and his wife looked on, and they fell on their faces to the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah realized that it was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, for we, shall, we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering at our hands or shown us all these things or now announced to us such things as these. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The boy grew 
and the Lord blessed him. This is one of our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. Samson's mother. We do not know her name. We know her as barren woman, Manoah's wife, woman to whom God appeared twice, friend of angels, mother of Samson, miracle womb, bearer of God's deliverance. Even though we do not know her name, she is the main character of the 13th chapter of Judges. It's rather unusual to find an unnamed protagonist in the Bible. Even women are named when they play prominent roles in the narrative, but not her. Though we do not know her name, she is portrayed as the spiritually attuned one. The angel appears to her first, after all while her husband, Manoah, comes across a bit dense. After she tells her husband about the encounter, Manoah promptly prays, asking the man of God to come again to teach us what to do concerning the boy, even though the angel's instructions to the woman were more than clear. Manoah, it appears, needs to hear it for himself. The text says God listened to Manoah's prayer, But God must have a sense of humor because God sends the angel again, but again he appears only to the woman when she is out by herself in a field. The text is explicit, Manoah was not with her. So she has to run and get him and bring him into the scene. And Manoah asks the man of God, now when your words come true, what is to be the boy's rule of life? What is he to do? And the man replies, let the woman give heed to all that I said to her, as if to say, dude, I already told your wife. He continues repeating portions of her, his original speech. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine. She is not to drink wine or strong drink or any any unclean thing. She is to observe everything I have commanded her. There are no instructions for Manoah. The angel's business is with her. So perhaps desperate to do something, Manoah offers the man of God a meal, not knowing that he is an angel, and he declines it. Next, maybe in an effort to nail down this guy's identity, Manoah asks, what is your name, so that we may honor you when your words come true? This, of course, is the exact same question the reader has for Manoah's wife. What is your name, so that we may honor you? But the narrator gives no answer. The angel likewise gives no answer, or rather the angel simply says, Why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. Next, Manoah makes a sacrifice to the Lord, and as the text says, an offering to him who works or is working wonders. And as the flame travels up from the altar, the angel ascends towards the heavens in the flame, while Manoah and his wife watch falling to the ground in awe. This is the moment, according to scripture, that Manoah realizes they have been visited by an angel. His wife, on the other hand, seems to have suspected it from the beginning. For she had reported to her husband, a man of God came to me and his appearance was like that of an angel of God. When Manoah realizes it was an angel, he panics. We shall surely die, for we have seen God. 
Never mind that his wife has already seen the angel once before and is still very much I would explain his reaction by saying that men are often emotional rather than rational and prone to hysteria, but that would be an unfair stereotype. This particular man may not have been the sharpest tool in the shed, but his wife reasons with him calmly, Honey, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering or shown us all these things or now announced to us such things. In other words, it doesn't make sense that God would want to give us a child and kill us too. Manoah's wife knows the angel can be trusted, and so can the God who sent him. And sure enough, she soon bears a son and names him Samson. Samson's name we know right away, but hers remains a mystery. Her anonymity could be symbolic of the decline of women's status in the book of Judges. Women start out heroes like Deborah or Jael, but gradually become nameless and eventually brutalized like the unnamed concubine in Judges 19. However, Samson's mother, though unnamed, is a strong character with an important role in the story. She is also a woman who encounters God not once but twice, and both times the angel appears to her alone, no man needed to mediate or interpret. It is her encounter to experience, to tell about, and to invite others into. It is in light of this divine encounter that her anonymity takes on new meaning, because the only other unnamed character in the story is the angel. As scholar Adele Reinhardt argues, while namelessness is not often a positive characteristic, in this particular narrative, her anonymity may serve as a literary device linking her to the angel, who also remains nameless. Just as his name is too wonderful to be spoken, her name is also concealed. Like the angel, she has a connection to the divine that is sacred and unique. Her character is perhaps all the more powerful for her namelessness, not only because she reminds us of the angel, but also because in her anonymity she can remind us of anyone. Like when we explored the identity of the Ethiopian eunuch a few months ago, she too, in her namelessness, can stand in for any person facing any barrenness and representing the ripeness therein for encountering God. In her hunger for a child, we can feel our own types of hunger. In her unexpected encounters with an angel, we can expect to find God in our hopeless realities. She is not the only barren woman in Scripture to be visited by an angel, but she is the first barren woman an angel visits directly. Thus, she is a prototype for how God interacts with barrenness. Of course, she is not the first woman to whom God makes an appearance, in that sense, she comes from the lineage of Hagar, 
For though Hagar had a child, she was barren and bereft in so many other ways, a literal outcast and in danger of losing her son's life and her own. From our earliest stories, God shows up for those in need from Hagar to Manoah's wife. And looking forward, you can also say that the mother, Mary, is from this lineage. For just as the angel appeared to Manoah's wife promising a child who would deliver the people, so an angel will one day appear to Mary promising the same. Only this child will not make the same mistakes as Samson. This child will be God in flesh, a savior not just for the Israelites but for the world. Unlike Samson, who must use violence to save his people, Mary's boy will take violence into himself and thus seek to deliver all people, oppressed and oppressor. We know that things in the book of Judges are about to grow increasingly dire. But the promise of Samson's birth is this beacon of hope that points perhaps beyond the limitations of Samson self, and hints at something even greater to come. Samson's mother, God bless her, births more than a son. She births in us an imagination for what can be, a reality that we may now only see dimly, but one day we'll see more clearly. We know her as barren woman, Manoah's wife, woman to whom God appeared twice, friend of angels, mother of Samson, miracle womb, bearer of God's deliverance, beacon of hope to a sinking world. If we knew her name, we might remember her as someone with a limited role in a chaotic and temporary deliverance. Instead, we are freed up to see her as someone more timeless. From Hagar to Mary, she is the lowly woman for whom and through whom God does great things. The one to whom God extends mercy, through whom God performs mighty deeds, the humble one God lifts up, the hungry one God fills. In her, we are reminded of the Lord who works wonders, is working Wonders, the God who has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised. In her, we find ourselves remembered by God, attended to by God, visited by God. In her, we are not forgotten, but known and seen. In her, we are reminded that God notices those who suffer and remembers them. Through her, we have hope. Through her, we are invited into our own experience of the divine. Through her, we see ourselves not as auxiliary characters in God's unfolding work, but as crucial and beloved partners through whom God can birth miracles. For even when we feel anonymous, God knows us by name, calls us, moves us, remembers us, sends us. So like her, may we be open to surprise visits from God and unexpected adventures in God's grace. Amen.